This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show, your morning 8am UK time update, keeping you guys up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer information, trying to make sense of the chaos and ultimately getting your thoughts too in the chat box so that we can try and understand why on earth Arsenal still yet to make a proper signing. Um, anyway, we move on to the serious stuff, of course. But before we do, please make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. You can also help support the channel by joining up as a member, getting exclusive access to plenty of extra stuff, including joining our Discord server as well, which is popping off every single day. I mean, if you think that the 8am shows keep you up to date with transfer news, our transfer channel in the Discord... Those boys never stop, never, never stop, just constantly talking about transfers. So if that's your thing, then contemplate joining our Discord server. And you can also help support us, of course, by helping us out in the Football Content Awards. I was speaking to the guys over who actually run the thing yesterday because they messaged me about uh, it actually happening. I was like, no, don't you worry. We're already covering it. We're already putting ourselves forwards. And uh, thank you to everyone that so far has, uh, has put us forward. The vote does close on the 8th of August. So you've still got... Ages left to vote. If you voted already, vote again. I mean, it can't hurt to just, you know, keep dropping a tweet in, keep tagging over on other areas. If you've got a Twitter, you can vote through there. If you've got an Instagram, you can vote through there. If you've got an internet, you can vote on the website. So go give us a vote. All the information, of course, is in the link in the description. Just make sure you tweet, I am voting for at the Talk TV in at the underscore FCAs for hashtag best club creator. So uh, make sure you do that if you haven't already. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're fine. Okay, there is a quick thing I need to address. Some of you may have seen that yesterday that we put out a show on Latana Martinez uh, and specifically a tactical breakdown on him. I have privatized that video, just being open and honest about the situation. Not because anything was bad in the video. There was a couple of mistakes, like... Um, I, there was a stat that was wrong in, in a certain position. And in my view, I'm not going to put up a bit of content if I'm not 100% happy with it. Thank you to those of you that did tweet me and message me saying that there was a couple of 
issues with the stats. When you're making a show every single day, I think I could be afforded uh, one or two errors, but I'm not happy putting up a bit of content that's got a couple of errors in it. So I've taken it down. If the links persist, what I'm going to do is we'll do a, uh, we'll probably revisit that with like a big main interview on Lautaro Martinez rather than just re-uploading the same video. So apologies for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's important that I was open and honest about there being a couple of mistakes in there. And uh, I wanted to make sure that it was taken down because I'd rather not have content on the channel that's got errors in, if that makes sense. Anyway, let's move on to uh, kind of some of the main news of the day. And specifically, we start with a big story, in my view. I think this is a massive story. Bakai Saka was, of course, racially abused by a lot of people, unfortunately, as was Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rashford after England's elimination in the Euro 2020 final. And you may have seen a story that emerged from Portsmouth's Youth Academy, where three players in there were found to have uh, been messaging on a private group chat and saying some very uh, racially aggravated things um, and some racist words, unfortunately. I've, I've seen them. They're not nice. Um, I'm not going to show them here for obvious reasons. But Portsmouth have put out a statement in which they've said that Portsmouth Football Club confirmed that the uh, investigation and subsequent disciplinary process into the discriminatory messages that originated from an academy under 18's private group chat has now concluded. We can confirm that a decision has been made today on July 28th to release three players from the academy. These players do have the right to appeal the club's decision. So a good news that action was taken. I hope that the players are given some sort of education process as well. Uh, instead of just, you know, they, I don't think there's no benefit to just releasing them. It's the right decision, but alone, they need to be educated at the same time. So I'm hoping that they do get offered that opportunity to educate. Um, but unfortunately, it's, it's probably cost them a, a career in the game, maybe. So, but uh, it is definitely the right, 100% the right decision. And uh, as I said before, fingers crossed they can learn the errors of their ways. Let's move on to kind of some of the main Arsenal-related uh, stories on the pitch. And specifically, uh, Sambi Lokonga once again having an excellent performance uh, regards to uh, their pre-season friendly against Watford yesterday, in which they won 4-1. Amazing um, performance once again. And some really good performances in general from the Arsenal team. There wasn't really a poor performance amongst them. I had a few reservations about uh, Nuno Tavaj and, and his kind of uh, attacking. He's very, very kind of uh, progressive and proactive and really committed to attacking. But he did lose the ball a few times um, and he did obviously give the ball away and lost in possession in some bad areas, as did Pablo Marie in the first couple of minutes too. Uh, so that was a little concerning. But other than that, it was all fine. And then there was the, obviously the uh, the El Nenny situation <laughs> as well, um, which was uh, concerning because we've seen this happen time and time again. Players giving the ball away in a silly position on the pitch and uh, costing us a goal. And it does go to show that obviously we do need to have an improvement on, on Mohamed Elneny and uh, maybe Lokonga can be that guy. But I'm hoping that Arsenal go out and sign another central midfielder this window because I think it is necessary. Another player that did really well and is a central midfielder as well was Miguel Aziz. And interestingly, you may have noticed something interesting about the shirt number that he was wearing because he was wearing the number 35 shirt, which of course is Gabriel Martinelli's number, which does indicate that maybe... We are uh, in the process of seeing a new number given to Gabriel Martinelli. Now, the number eight is currently available. Number 11 could become available should Lucas Torreira leave the club. Number 18 is, I also think, free. There are a few others more than that as well. 
But uh, Gabriel Martinelli is in line, it seems, for a number change at the club. So uh, congratulations to him. We move to the main transfer outs of the story. And we start off with Harry Clark, who is a young uh, centre-half that played actually for Arsenal in pre-season against Hibs on the opening day of our pre-season tour of Scotland. He looks like he's actually going to stay in Scotland and go off to play for Ross County for a season is the news coming out of there. They're looking to try and get the youngster on loan. Things are highly thought about this kid, but he's in an area of the pitch which is very convoluted and congested. And unfortunately, that may leave him with a future elsewhere other than Arsenal, unless he does have some very impressive loan spells. But it's the first step on a bit of a journey for him, seeing him go off on loan to Ross County. So uh, if that does indeed happen, we wish him the best of luck. Cedric. Uh, we may have seen some links with Cedric uh, specifically towards Turkey. Now, Chris Wheatley reported yesterday that whilst there may be interest, Cedric does appear intent on kind of remaining at Arsenal and fighting for that right back spot, which obviously right now you can understand that he's got kind of weight and leverage to be able to do that because Arsenal haven't brought in any right backs. They've not moved on Hector Bellerin yet, but are seemingly kind of expected to, which would leave Arsenal with Cedric and Chambers and Maitland-Niles and Ben White, which should he come in, that uh, that can play at right back. But uh, he is the one that is trying to really force through playing for Arsenal and intent on staying at Arsenal. And uh, whilst I'd prefer he didn't, (laughs) because I'm very much down the line of, I think he's one of those that we should move on. If he stays, we'll back him 100%, of course. But uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a shame. I've got. I would have rather have seen uh, one of those Kia clients move on personally. Lucas Torreira uh, has once again been linked with another move away from the club, and specifically today and yesterday, we saw reports linking him with a move to uh, Fiorentina in Italy, according to Italian media. Unsurprising, they've been linked with him before. They've even offered a deal with him before. If you remember back in 2020, there was a protracted kind of pursuit from Fiorentina with Lucas Torreira, specifically in the form of a loan with an obligation to buy after two years was what they wanted to do. We don't know the main structure of this deal as of yet. It is just purely interest, it seems, at this stage, but possibly one which could materialise into a bid should it happen. Joe Willock's move to Newcastle could take a step up in the next few hours or so. Steve Bruce has been saying that over the next 48 hours yesterday, so less than that, probably about 36, 24 to 36 hours left on their own deadline, he didn't play in the uh, friendly yesterday and wasn't involved in the squad. He has been suffering with a little bit of an injury, which does explain his absence. But Newcastle want to get this sorted ASAP. As Steve Bruce says, they can't wait forever and eventually something does have to give. So they will be looking to get a deal done concluded. They want a loan, but Arsenal, certainly, if they are going to let go of Joe, it would prefer it to be a permanent deal of a big fee to try and match the performances that we saw at the end of last season. But this is one that hopefully we should get some more more concrete updates about in the next 24 to 36 hours. Now, Ben White was at London Colney yesterday, completing his medical and doing all of the media-associated responsibilities as well, and was pictured leaving London Colney, as you can see from the ground there. Uh, He, as Charles Watts first initially showed, was at London Colney doing all that stuff. So an announcement should be very imminent, possibly even today. So uh, keep your eyes peeled to obviously looking across your social feeds and fingers crossed a Ben White announcement should be coming very, very soon.
We move on to the possible ins then, and we start off with Andre Onana, which a few people have been asking for updates upon. Well, Mark Overmars, who is one of the executives and a former Arsenal player, of course, has been speaking about the Cameroonian goalkeeper's future. And he says, not sure if we'll get to a deal with Leon. There hasn't been contact for a week. Another club was also interested, but already got another goalkeeper. And specifically, he mentions Arsenal, where he says, Arsenal was also mentioned, but I haven't had any contact with them. So no contact between specifically Arsenal and uh, and Ajax. That doesn't mean that there hasn't been contact between Arsenal and Onana, but there's been no contact whatsoever between Arsenal and Ajax, as to the best of the knowledge provided by Mark Overmars. Is that surprising? Not really, because Arsenal have seemingly been looking at bringing in a homegrown goalkeeper rather than the Cameroonian international stopper but uh, I expect a deal for Onana to leave Ajax to materialise at some stage throughout the window I just don't think it's going to be for Arsenal Hector Bellerin and Latano Martinez are certainly linked in regards to their futures it seems with the Italian side interested in taking Hector Bellerin away from the club and Arsenal supposedly interested in bringing in the Argentinian striker to the Emirates. Now, a report came out yesterday that Arsenal are indeed very open to seeing Hector Bellerin move in the direction of Inter Milan in a deal which could see Martinez move in the opposite direction. It's not an it's not a surprising link. It's a really easy link. It's an easy story um, because it was asked they are interested in him. We're told that Arsenal are interested in Martinez. And so obviously a deal involving the Spaniards to lower a possible price would come forward. Would this happen? I am still very, very sceptical about the reality of Arsenal getting in Natal and Martinez, but we will find out in the next few weeks or so if it indeed could happen. But the feeling is that it would be a big, big shock, uh, but only one of these two is expected to really move, and that is our player rather than Martinez. Last couple of stories of the day, and a price tag by Sky Sports for James Madison was revealed to be in the figure of £70 million to even kind of tempt Leicester into selling. That is the minimum figure that Leicester would be demanding to even consider beginning negotiations for James Madison to leave the club this summer. Would you pay £70 million for James Madison if it would affect kind of what else you could do in the window in other positions. I suppose it's not our money. I'd say this all the time. If you can get James Madison, great, go do it. But I'm not sure Arsenal are going to be willing to go to the heights of £70 million. But hey, stranger things have happened. It would go pretty much to matching our record transfer fee, which we obviously paid £72 million for Nicolas Pepe. Would Arsenal do that again after what happened with that deal? Oh, it would be a big, big stretch, especially when... Martin Erdegaard is available for much less. In fact, uh, Chris Wheatley of Football London speculated on Instagram yesterday that he feels that he would be available for a figure at the halfway mark of the James Madison fee at £35 million is what he feels that a deal could be done at. So when you think about £35 million for Martin Erdegaard, £70 million for James Madison, it's I, I just can't see Arsenal pushing for the Englishman and the Norwegian it makes far, far, far more sense um, in the regards to kind of the capacity to get a deal done. I'd love to see Martin Erdegaard back at Arsenal. I think he's a great player. His passing is exactly what we need. I think we saw a sample of what he's capable of in the last six months of last season. And that sample was 
very good still. And I think that he can give us a hell of a lot more and has shown to be a hell of a lot of a better player than he was during that six months, which, as I say, was still very good. And I just think it is genuinely a much, much better deal for Arsenal to do. It opens up the possibility, of course, of also spending that £35 on other areas of the pitch if they were ever willing to spend that amount of money in the first place. But I just genuinely think that uh, it would. And I mean, Adam in the chat says, weakening Leicester. James Madison is is not what I would say integral to Leicester. They were without James Madison for large parts of last season because they didn't have uh, they, they didn't have him because of injury. When you've got the attacking potential in that team, that's they're, they're kind of changing around how they use their midfield with Ndidi, Samara, and Tielemans as kind of a midfield three, and then you've got Harvey Barnes, you've got Patson Daka, you've got Jamie Vardy, Ianacho, Jose Perez. You've got these guys in the forward line. I'd be surprised that they didn't bring in a forward player. So whilst, yeah, sure, it takes a player away from them, but I just I don't think it would necessarily weaken them because they've then get 70 million quid that they could invest in someone else. You never know. They could go and get Mateus Pereira from West Brom and he end up being even better. So it's, I don't think it necessarily weakens Leicester in any stretch of the imagination as much as maybe people think it might. So I think Erdogan is is the better option um, personally for all of the, the financial side of it, the output side of it, and what we've already seen with him already transitioned to Arsenal, having already played for us as well. And he's shown that he can do it in the Premier League too. And I mean, if you look at, if we did a tactical breakdown on James Madison and Erdogan's passing statistics are just unbelievably good. Um, so uh Check it out if you haven't already. But that does conclude all of the today's transfer news. So if you do indeed have any questions for the second half of today's show, please make sure you do throw them into the chat box. And of course, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here so you keep up to date with all the latest transfer info. And if you'd like to help support the channel, you can see the info scrolling across the bottom of your screen to see how you can indeed vote for us in the football content awards more information is in the description no sleep says watch leicester spend that 70 million on erdogan <laughs> yeah you could just see it happening can't you uh grief Haddon says how genuine is the bruno gimaraish link you may have seen a tweet yesterday from an unverified account claiming that arsenal are in for bruno gimaraish let's break this down could arsenal sign him is it a position that we are interested in would leon sell are the three questions that formulate a possible link to that club Arsenal have previously been interested in Bruno Guimaraes when he was at Atletico Paranaense in, in Brazil. Uh, we were interested in him in January of 2020. That deal didn't happen. He joined Lyon and has done very, very well since. Arsenal are interested in a central midfielder. Lyon are a, ma- a club massively affected by the media pro situation and the pandemic. All of those factors mean that a link is you know, it's it's realistic. Like It's not beyond imagining that Arsenal could go in for Bruno Gimelaj this, this summer. Is it real right now? No. There's no talks. There's no bids. There's nothing. Um, it's just an easy link. It's predictable and it's easy to come up with. So I would not read into that link. It is a... How is the, how's the 2021 way of describing it? Is a clout-chasing link. <laughs> I think it's the best way to describe it. But no, until you see something credible from a credible source on these types of things, just don't get your hopes up, basically. Like we can talk about Latana Martinez, even though I still think it's very unrealistic, because the Telegraph have reported it. But Arando on Twitter, is, with no credibility whatsoever, 
I'm not going to put that in the news because it's not a story. It's not legit. It's just someone guessing that we could have interest. Like I showed you the article that we wrote over at 101 back in June, guessing that Inter Milan would be linked with Bellerin because it made sense. There was no links at the time. We knew that they were going to be moving on Ashraf Hakimi. Hector Bellerin's future was very much looking like away from the club. You could just put two and two together that Hector Bellerin was going to be linked with Inter Milan. And lo and behold, it happened. It was a whole article about exposing ITKs. It wasn't an article about predicting Bellerin's link. To, it was just an example of how easy it is to kind of guess how links can come forward. It's it's, they're, it's quite easy. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't read into that one whatsoever. BDG says, uh, how much is Latala Martinez worth? Uh, he is going for a figure in the region of around £60 million, according to Fijales, who is a Spanish outlet, claiming that that's how much uh, he would be going for. Um, whether or not that turns out to be true, we will see. Um, but I just, yeah, I just think that it's such a far-fetched move. And I don't know why Inter Milan would sell. Yes, they need money, but he's not one of those players when they've got the likes of Kolarov and etc. they need to move on. It doesn't make any sense for them to, to move on Martinez, to be honest. They've already got loads of money in for Hakimi. They've got lots of expendable talent elsewhere. Why would you get rid of one of your main players when you're trying to push again for another title and, and push ahead in the Champions League? Uh, and, uh, Namdi says, uh, hi, Tom. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mainsley as a six? He gets played in midfield and the narrow remit might be a springboard to his development. Do I think he can play as a six? I think that he lacks kind of the defensive acumen to be able to play as a disciplined number six. I like him as an eight. I think he can work. Not at Arsenal, though. I just don't think he's at the level required to be a number eight at Arsenal. I think it's going to take a different level. I mean, you look how Lukonga's come in. Yes, it's only pre-season, but he looks so comfortable in that midfield, and, and that's kind of the issue right now. Joshua says, Tom, 70 million for Madison. Now, surely Basuma, Pereira, and Johnston... Uh, West Brom would be a better bit of business. I, I mean, in regards to using 70 million on those three players, if you said you can have Madison for 70 million or you can have Basuma, Mateus Pereira and Sam Johnston for 70 million, it's an obvious choice to choose the three players. It's, yeah, it improves the team in a much greater sense. You've, we've already got a great number 10. I do think we need to sign one, but we've already got Emil Smith-Rowe. We don't have a number six of Premier League quality already. We don't have a backup keeper. And adding a very good goal-scoring attacking midfielder in Pereira improves us way more than James Madison does on his own. So, yeah, 100% Jasha, your spotter. Uh, what do you think of Kunda going to Chelsea, says Football Star? I think it's a very good signing. Kunda's a great player. He's not the tallest defender in the world. He doesn't necessarily need it. His technical ability on the ball is great. His reading of the game, game is very good. He's quick. He's mobile. Good passer. Good tackler. Yeah, I think it's a good move and uh, it annoys me that Chelsea are doing it. So that's uh, that tells you that it's a good move if it annoys an Arsenal fan. Uh, Assassin General says, Tom, I am now concerned that our transfer business is concluded with Ben White. There is no links whatsoever to a sentiment, only about Erdogan, which I'm not entertaining. What are your thoughts on this? I don't think that our transfer deals are concluded with Ben White in the slightest. And I would predict at least three more players will join the club before the end of the transfer window. That's my prediction. It's not me saying it's going to happen, but if I was a betting man, I'd say I'd predict three more players will join Arsenal before the end 
of the window. Let's see. At least, we'll say at least three. Uh, let's see how right I am. Uh, Samuel says, uh, if Sabitzer is available, we should do everything to bring him in. He does seem a very decent option considering his price that he is being told we're, he's available for. Uh, Trilby says, why aren't we going for Mateus Pereira? Would save us an awful amount of money. Uh, and he had an even better season than Madison with a relegated side. 11 goals. Really good. Can play in multiple positions as well. Wide, centrally. I am surprised there aren't greater links with, with him because he is an interesting talent, that's for sure. Ian says, Tom, any thoughts on possible rule that would restrict heading in training or matches. This is a very sensitive topic because there are and is very good evidence to suggest that heading the ball in the game of football has long-term damaging effects uh, on your later life and on brain function and on the chance of uh, developing certain uh, afflictions. So, I mean, providing guidance, there's absolutely nothing wrong. Limiting the amount of heading in training, absolutely nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Limiting it in a full match, that's maybe a bit too far, but who knows? At the end of the day, health has to come first, always. And if there's evidence to suggest that this type of thing has really damaging effects on people in the long term, then it's something that definitely, definitely should be taken into consideration. Absolutely. Uh, Patrick says, Tom, why doesn't Arteta play Aubameyang with the other first-team players in the preseason games? Is he on his way? Uh, I mean, in the other game against Millwall, Aubameyang did start with a lot of the first-team squads. So it was just yesterday where he kind of swapped it about a bit. So I'm not sure if that's necessarily spot on because Aubameyang has definitely played with plenty of the first-team players and did against Millwall. So I'm not sure that's entirely spot on, Patrick. But yesterday's game, he just switched it around a bit. It was as simple as that. Sakayo says, uh, Tom, would you want Lekonga next to Partey? I mean, right now, yes. Based upon who we have, based upon the fact we haven't signed another central midfielder, absolutely I'd love to see Lekonga start alongside Partey right now. He looks the better midfielder than Elneny. And beyond that, with Xhaka leaving, it looks like, we don't have anyone else. Torreira is expected to go. So absolutely I'd be starting Lekonga next to Partey against Brentford, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Daniel says, if we can't shift Torreira, will Arteta try and reintegrate him as the number six? I doubt it. Arteta was never really a big fan of Torreira, even before he left. So I'm not sure um, that he would, to be honest. Uh, Flux Capacitor says, do you think Willian could do a job as an eight because he can spray balls and appears to have lost the pace to be a winger? No, he's not good enough for Arsenal. Move him on. Too big of a wages. Just, just not interested um, in Willian. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested in Willian um, being at Arsenal next season. Uh, Jabril says, I don't believe they are going for a 10. Arteta has been invested with Willian at Cam during the... Pro I think that's just because he's there. He's just because he's there. We don't have another number 10. Like If you have to think about that, we have, other than Smith-Rowe, we don't have a number 10. So you can't just play Emil Smith-Rowe for the 90 minutes of all of the preseason games. And we have Willian right now. So it makes sense that he's playing Willian there. I wouldn't read too much into that whatsoever. We've also been playing with a two-striker system at times. I don't think that's because we're going to play a two-striker system next season. I think it's because we've got four strikers that we need to give minutes to at the moment while they're here in Balogun and Ketia, Aubameyang and Lacazette. That, yeah, I don't. I just don't think that... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, I wouldn't read too much into to Willian starting there. 
But, you know, stranger things have happened. I hope he leaves. It's as simple as that. Uh, Neil says, silly question. Why not wear a cap like rugby? Will that help heading the football? I mean, you never know. One day you could see all the footballers wearing protective headgear to play football. Um, it would be very interesting. But again, it's... It's the world that we're living in these days. Uh, Zaran says, do you think Aziz can be an Arsenal star uh, or do you think he should get a loan first? I was always kind of open to the idea of Aziz going on loan to, say, a championship club this season, getting some first-team experience. But if we aren't going to sign a central midfielder, I almost feel like we can't afford to let him go. I feel like we might need him, especially considering we'll lose Thomas Partey for the African Cup of Nations in January. I feel like we may need to keep hold of Miguel Aziz this season because he, well, he looks a great player for, for starts and he's got a lot of potential. He's still very raw, still needs to develop a hell of a lot. But we haven't signed anyone there. So it makes complete sense to, to hang on to him as much as feasibly possible in the here and now. Uh, greetings, Tom from Australia. Greetings, Doc Barker. Much appreciated tuning in, fella. Rob Harrison says, where do you see Willian going? With his, high, with his high wages, we're boxed into a corner and don't seem to be able to offload him. Yeah, I, I also feel on the same kind of trail of thought, Rob. I am struggling to see where Willian goes, whether it's the MLS, whether it's China, whether it's the Middle East. I don't know where he can go. I don't know who would spend that amount of money on him. And I think he's pushing to maintain that wage level. It's just a big mistake. It was a huge mistake to sign him and especially to a three-year contract. I mean, I was so wrong at the time. I was like, yeah, you know, it makes sense coming in as a bit of a backup player. Pfft, how wrong was that? Like, it, you can be wrong. It's just part of life. Uh, let's scroll down a bit more. Uh, yes, he did play a great ball for Eddie Nketiah, but he still needs to move on. It's Look, players can... He's, he's a footballer. He's a professional footballer in a day. He's capable of playing those passes. But we know across a full entire season that Willian is not good enough was not good enough and he's only going to get worse how footballers decline after their 32nd birthday he's going to be 35 probably i think before he leaves if he was to complete his full contract so it's just it's it's crazy to it's, it's crazy to consider him staying because he shouldn't be here it's as simple as that oblige says what do you think of uh Tavage game yesterday it seems he lacks defensive side of things oblige he played exactly kind of how i expected him to play he, he was really offensive, ran for days, but defensively, he just seems a bit lacking. And uh, I think that's what we've got in a player. We've talked about it plenty. We talked about it in the tactical breakdown of him. We've got a decent player, lots of potential maybe, but he's got he's still so raw and he's still got so much to learn. And he gave the ball away a lot more than I was comfortable with. So, yeah, a lot, a lot to learn. Adian, hello, Tom from South Africa. Uh, can you do a review on the free transfers that might suit Arsenal? If there is a gap in the market for a show on possible free transfers, then yes. But it was it's kind of one of those things you do at the start of the window. But I like the idea and the concept. There are still plenty of free agents, I think, about. But maybe it's one that we look at in January when players' contracts are running out. It is nearly the end of July, which does mean we're going to be doing our how, <coughs> how Arsenal could line up next season with the possible transfers we've been linked to so make sure you are subscribed to get that content uh david says i pray for another signing out of the blue like the matt ryan signing you never know these things can happen out of the blue it's very very rare but uh you never know these days there's just so much coverage so many people connected with agents that uh, things usually slip out, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Zaran says, when Arsenal sign a right back, what's your player? Max Ahrens, all day long, all day long. Uh, Rahil, anything new on Neves or Locatelli? Locatelli is a 
it's kaput. It's over. It's finished. Don't we? We will not be talking about Locatelli anymore. I imagine that is that is a done deal to Juve uh, either now or next summer. He won't be coming to Arsenal. Neves very very quiet. Nothing on him either. Uh, Kenneth says, Tom, don't you think we have all formed an opinion on the best? Uh, Nuno of North London. <laughs> yes, uh, despite my reservations about Tavaj, I mean, think that he's still a, a much, much better uh, addition to a North London team than, say, those lot over on that side of North London, for sure. Uh, Sakaya says, I, I want Erdogan, mate. Much better value for money, better passer, already transitioned into the team, more potential, younger um, I think that there is a lot of scope around Erdogan and his price is just far too good at 35 mil, according to Chris Wheatley, is what he believes he could be done for. Then uh, it's just, yeah, it's that's my choice uh, based upon all the factors associated with the deal. Uh, Uncle KB says, uh, we were all fooled. Willian came to destroy us like Galas, Czech and Louise. Uh, if we get Tammy, the, the curse will continue. Remember Silvestra, this team, man, just is uh, the worst. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't tarnish all Chelsea players with the same brush. I mean, I would treat Tammy Abraham very separately if Arsenal ever did that deal. But, you know, sometimes maybe you do need to learn from your mistakes. Um, I just think it's more the age profile of those players like Willian Louise um, uh, and Petr Cech. It's just that age profile. Sign younger, sign potential, stop signing players that are just going to decline while they're at the club. It makes very little logistical and, you know, long-term thinking lacking of sense. That's that's where I'd look at it. Uh, Neil says, Latara Martinez, Madison are linked to Arsenal and they are in the list of targets which are unrealistic. Fans want realistic players like Sabitzer, Pereira and Eve Basuma or Neves. I think that those are links there because there is genuine interest from Arsenal in Madison and Martinez. But as you say there, the realism around those types of signings is quite far-fetched. Arsenal are more likely to go for a cheaper option. Basuma, the thing about Basuma is he's clearly interesting Arsenal, but he's just not high up on their list, which, again, staggers me because I think he, he would be a very, very good signing. Maybe they know something that we don't. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't say that Madison is injury prone, but, you know, he has suffered with a couple of injuries. I think that word injury prone gets thrown around far, far, far too easily these days. Um, I mean, people were describing Tarek Lamptey is injury prone. He's a teenager. He's had one big injury. He ain't injury prone. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's it's just it's crazy how easily that injury prone terminology gets thrown around. So uh, it's one that we certainly need to uh, be a little bit more careful about how we use for sure. Um, let's uh, let's you know let's chill and uh, and finish the show off there. I will be back a little bit later on today talking to lead judges. Uh, from Lee Judges TV and AFTV, of course. Uh, it's been a while since me and Lee have had a catch-up, so I'll be chatting to him about 8.30pm UK time tonight. So make sure you tune in for that. I may do our end of uh, month, kind of where we see Arsenal's lineup next season, very, very soon. We'll wait and see. Other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys, as always. Please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. You can support the channel by helping us out in the Football Content Awards by following the instructions that are rolling across the bottom of your screen now right there uh, and you can find more information about that in the links in the description and if you'd like to help support the channel even further you could become a member join our discord server and join the chaos that doesn't stop the 24 7 chatter about arsenal in that amazing community that we've built here so thank you ever so much guys i'll see you a little, a little bit later on today and other than that it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always and as always up the arsenal
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.